The Disciple is a is an Indian film, and it is, uh, and I believe, in the Marathi language. And it was written, directed, and edited by Chaitanya or Chaitanya Tamhani. I don't know how to pronounce that correctly, so I apologize. But yeah, his previous film was the 2014 courtroom drama Court. And uh, I haven't seen the film. I know, Will, you have seen Court. And uh, yeah, yeah. So this one is uh, executive produced by Alfonso Cuaron. And uh, that is kind of fitting because there are a few Cuaron films that I I could certainly see him championing a film like this for a very specific reason. Not to say that it is a Cuaron-esque film. It very much feels like a very... uh, auteur film in the sense that this is very much a unique distinct thing for the filmmaker well you were mentioning limbo being kind of more niche and i would say this is a little bit more of a niche film uh but yeah keep going absolutely absolutely and i think for the better i I think that the more niche and specific something is oh yeah that's more universal it can become i think we've said that quite a bit on this show absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this this film, I believe it played at the Venice International Film Festival, and it also played at TIFF. It was the winner of the Amplify Voices Award, and Netflix got the rights to this and has just streamed The Disciple as of this weekend, but it really got buried. You know, we kind of mentioned that there are a lot of other Netflix movies, a lot of other Netflix things that came out this past week. We had Mitchells versus the Machines. We had things heard and seen and all that. But The Disciple is nowhere to be found in the marketing, I think, for a lot of us in the U.S. I think that they are kind of gearing this more toward Indian audiences, which is very different because they didn't do that with The White Tiger. I think White Tiger got a bit of a push. Yeah, no, I'm actually kind of mad that they are burying this film because like, I'm not, like I said, I don't think this is going to be quite as uh, um, broadly appealing as some of their other films, like I understand why they, they spent less on marketing, but the fact that they just basically buried it to a point where I didn't even realize it was coming out until like a day or two before. And I like had to tell you about it is just frustrating because that's like the classic Netflix problem being like I, we have to basically market these movies for them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I had heard about this film, not from you, but I had seen that it was reviewed in a few places and I had seen it popping up on Letterboxd just just for the nature of the people we follow on here. But yeah, I know because you brought it up. I was like, well, because you kind of sold it. You were like, look, this is the best of the films that you saw this past week. So I was like, all right, well, in my opinion, (laughs) we kind of looked to it like the film's coming out next week. It was like, oh, maybe we could fit it in next week. But then, yeah, it just it turned out that this was the week to do it because there's just so much coming out this month that we don't want to lose it in the process. But yeah, I personally, I think this is a good movie and I think it's very thought provoking. It follows the story of a man named Sherrod, who is played by Aditya Modak. And he is in the beginning of this film, he's a young man and he has dedicated his entire life to becoming a successful vocalist of Indian classical music. I think specifically Northern Indian music. He's trying to carry on something called the Alwar tradition. He has a guru uh, who is very, very traditional and really is hard on him. But the movie takes place over the course of plenty of years. It's not very specific in how long that time skip kind of is, but we really see a, I don't want to say progression, but maybe a degression for this man as he really starts to wonder am I good enough? Am, Am I really going to achieve what I want to achieve here? And in that sense that I think it's very thought provoking, you know, it's, it's bringing up a lot of very specific Indian worldviews and principles of people who want to be successful. They want to have this level of excellence that might not be objectively attainable, 
And I think that it's, it's a fascinating film in that regard, because I think a lot of people of different opinions can watch this film and get something different out of it, depending on their background and where they come from and their view of the world. So I like this film quite a bit. I think it's good. Uh, what did you think of The Disciple, Will? Yeah, I mean, uh, similar to you, I, I found what I found most appealing about the film was that it has a very stark look at uh, Indian culture, Indian politics, uh, just general like India, like what it's like to live in India for the filmmaker, at least from his perspective. But at the same time, the characters themselves a little bit broader, like he presents it in a, a straightforward fashion. But you kind of have to infer through like just general kind of subtleties what the characters feel and like how you can really kind of make sense of their plight. Not to, not to say that the movie's like a challenge to sit through, though I, I understand that the uh, slow pacing of the film may not uh, win everyone over, especially on Netflix. Yeah, it's a it's a meditative film, to be clear. Yeah, which, like I said, like if, if I were to use the term niche for any of these films, I would probably use it for this one just because like I think this is going to be appealing more to a kind of contemplative older audience or more mature audience that, you know, like if you if you were to watch this movie after Mitchell's versus Machine, you'd be like, whoa, <laughs> the time slow down. Like what's going on here? <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no, I, I generally uh, similar to Court. I really appreciate how this movie, um, you know, it just presents everything in a, a pretty broad and wide uh, look. But at the same time, like you, you get a very uh, focused look at this character. And, you know, it's it's very adult. It's very uh, layered in terms of its presentation, just in terms of like studying both him as a man and then just like who he is at a specific point in time in India and, and their culture. And like I said, I'm no expert on Indian culture, but I think through the filmmaker's presentation of uh, the events and the timeline, I, th I think it, it is done in a way that is very uh, intriguing and, and worthwhile. And, and I don't yeah. know how wide of a audience it's going to get, but I imagine if you're pretty patient with the film, it, it's going to be a pretty rewarding watch. I, I definitely agree with what you said there about the way this film, it teaches you about Indian culture through these characters, through these relationships. I felt like when I was watching Sherrod interact and receive lessons and instruction and sometimes very harsh uh, versions of those things from his guru, I learned way more about Indian culture than I have in a lot of other films. I think that unlike films like Slumdog Millionaire and The White Tiger, if you want to be more recent, films like Namesake, I felt like I was getting a more true and honest depiction of what it's like to be in the thick of this culture. And I, it was hard too to watch this film with like the backdrop of what's going on in India right now. You know, we're recording this while India is going through major, major COVID uh, infections and watching this film kind of, uh, it almost it made me feel a lot of empathy for what the people are going through, which is unrelated completely to what this film is about and then the quality of the film to be clear. But just pointing that out that I, I definitely was getting pulled out of the film for those reasons. I'd like to revisit it, in fact. And uh, I think that, man, you know, films, film, I think like the Marathi film industry in particular has put out, from what I understand, a lot of gems of some films. And I hope that because this is on Netflix, because it's, it could be reaching a bigger audience, that these types of niche films from India can possibly get a little bit more traction with American audiences, Western audiences, because yeah, they are, they are slow burns. You have to be really patient with them. But I think that if you are a cinemaholic, if you watch a lot of films, there's 
I think it's easy to be patient with this film. I think it's tough to watch this film if you aren't quite as versed on some of the more classical films, you know, classical, um, uh, you know, if, if you have a very specific taste in films that is a little bit broader, and of course, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if you've been following us for a long time, if you've been watching a lot of indie films, you this this could be like, uh, you know, maybe some fun homework, you know, check check this out, get a little bit of a sense of what the kinds of movies people are making in India right now that are definitely a bit more avant-garde, definitely a, a little bit more contemplative. I said meditative earlier. And because I think that some of the best scenes in this movie are when it's just everything is kind of sitting still and you are just like obsessively observing the the expression of the main character and you kind of know what this movie is from the very beginning but at the same time just like watching it unfold it's very mesmerizing in a lot of ways so i i i'm a fan of this i think that it of its subject matter it does a good job of really putting out its message and uh, yeah it sounds like you like this quite a bit as well yeah, I mean, like I said, I saw this one at TIFF, and I liked it a lot there, but it's one of the films that the more I think about it, the more I let it kind of sink in, it, it really did uh, leave a good impression on me, which is, uh, I guess, an odd thing to say, considering how uh, fairly uh, cynical this movie can be in terms of uh, the music industry and uh, just general expectations in Indian culture. But um, yeah, it's a, a firm, well-rounded character piece. Um I think it's a really engaging and, like you said, very thoughtful and contemplative film, uh, and and I really did appreciate what it was able to accomplish here. Um, like I said, I don't know how uh, wide of an audience it's going to get, but if you're willing to sit with it, I think you'll get something out of it. Yeah, especially since it's a long movie. You know, it's it's you know we just we just talked about like the shortest movie of the week that we saw, but this is definitely the longest. It's over two hours. And that is a lot of movie. That is a lot of patience that this movie puts on you. Yeah. And then, um, when we were talking about the film before, I find it very interesting that like, I think we generally have the same takeaway, but we have like a different impression of like what we're supposed to feel about the main character without getting into spoilers, which yeah, I find, yeah. uh, you know, I, I find that to be more interesting with films, like where it can present things like in a way where it, it has a very clear message or a very clear point of view but it also leaves some clear ambiguity for like how you're supposed to feel about the character in his plight. If we're supposed to be like more sympathetic or we're supposed to be more kind of put off by him and stuff like that. I, I think that's a very uh, worthwhile way to get into film and, and like you said, provoke some uh, hearty discussions, but um, yeah, I, I hope people check it out. Yeah. Of, of all the films I think you and I have talked about this week, I think this is the one that we would have spent the most time, like after watching it, like if we had watched it at the same time, I think right after this is the one we would have talked about the most and had like the deepest conversation about, you know, like, you know, those post film discussions where you're hanging out with somebody, maybe you like get some food after this is the one I think yeah. that we would have talked about for like over an hour. Whereas like some of the other sure. films we would have talked about for maybe 10, 15 minutes like we do on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of hard because like with our the way that the show is structured, it's like we're kind of giving our more like general thoughts on it. So it's kind of hard to have right. those more elaborate discussions. But I am looking forward to this movie getting a wider audience and having those type of conversations provoked because it, it is asking a lot of big, challenging questions. And uh, yeah, and then it, it's definitely a, a uh, challenge to sit through at times. But I think it's one that's very rewarding. I agree. I agree. I think that it, it definitely uh, it definitely represents you. You kind of brought it up like. The, the different takeaways you and I tend to have on certain things. Like, I think I come away from this with like a bizarre optimism that I can't quite 
put my finger on because I watch this and I see what this character is going through and it's it's sad. But at the same time, like I, I certainly just have a different take on his experience that I would love to talk to you about more. But it's like it, it's difficult. It's difficult to parse through, I think, the intention of what the filmmaker is going for here because I want to believe it's not he's not just trying to make a depressing version of whiplash you know yeah I think I think he is trying to say something kind of nuanced but I think yeah I think it would take a lot of conversation to unpack some of that yeah and I mean that's generally the impression I had with court as well which it's also very character focused it doesn't lapse in time in the same fashion but it does kind of have an ambiguity in terms of uh not really giving us a clear perspective in terms of, like what that movie wants us to take away from uh indian politics and the indian court system whereas this movie like i think he definitely has a lot of very uh clear things to say about like the music industry there or like music critics or like just general people that um you know like they have these very uh um boxed in perspective like what music should be and then like if you don't really fit in that perspective at that time like you can't really excel and and yeah and i mean the the conversation there is it, it definitely leaves a lot of room for very thoughts and opinions but I, I i definitely think that even if it is a fairly cynical film it does raise some intriguing conversations yeah yeah in that vein i know people have been comparing this to some of the films from the coen brothers and kind of the way that they approach characters like cynical characters like huh. this is kind of similar I guess, according yeah. to some people yeah i mean it, i guess i mean it does have a very dry sense of humor but it's not quite as like quirky i guess as those films i would agree uh, with that yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think to me the best thing about this movie is modak I think that he is fantastic. In this. I, I just, he, he is the movie. Like if he doesn't work, the movie doesn't work because almost, I believe he's in just about every single scene, right? That is, at least that's diegetic. And there's so many, I think what works great about this performance isn't just what he does as a performer, but how he reacts to the more interesting things going on around him when he's playing music and somebody is the center of attention, when he is watching a television show that is about somebody who is finding the success that he wants. Those scenes don't frame him at the center, but he still is the center because we are observing how he reacts to these things. And at at one point I could see somebody being like, well, he doesn't react, does he? I think he does, but it, it is so subtle that it's kind of, it could be kind of easy to miss in a, in a yeah. certain way. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's just like kind of like a twitch of an eyebrow or like kind of like a sideways glance that you have to like kind of catch. Um, I think it rewards the the viewers who are pretty patient and agreeable with it, but I can understand, especially, and that's why I guess I'm kind of bummed that's on Netflix because it's like so many people watch Netflix in a casual fashion, like something they yeah. just watch it for like something like Thunder Force where you don't have to pay too much attention. And this is a film that basically demands that you pay attention to it in order to fully understand and appreciate it. But, um, oh well. This is something that I think is difficult to really get the most out of outside of a movie theater. I think that if you're in a theater and the lights are down and you are just with this movie one-on-one, I think you're going to have a way different experience than if you try to do it. Like if you try to like fold laundry while watching this movie, I think you're going to probably turn it off after a while because you're going to get lost. So, Yeah, you would just think like, why is nothing happening? If yeah. you're not you're paying attention to the screen. Yeah, I can see Who's that. Who's that? Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I like this a lot. I'm a, I'm a B plus on the disciple. Definitely a good experience watching this. And if I ever have a chance to see it in a theater, I, I might actually go for it there too. But I did my best. I tried to replicate the theater experience for this. I turned the lights off, all that stuff, but I probably texted a little bit too much than this film deserves. So, uh, sure. but yeah, what about you? 
Uh, yeah, I'm a high B plus on this. I, I don't think it's quite a level territory just because I think uh, there is still like a cultural divide that like, yeah, I, I think the movie is pretty good about making its perspective pretty uh, accessible. But at the same time, like there are some barriers there that I probably missed, like, you know, several uh, different things that, you know, maybe uh, for a Western perspective, uh, I, I probably missed on. But I do think it is a very engaging film. You do have to sit with it for a little bit and you have to be patient with it, which I understand is not everyone's ideal uh, thing when they watch a movie. But if you do reward the film in that way, I think it will reward you as well. And I will also mention that um, without getting to spoilers, I actually am really impressed with how the movie's able to age the main character in a way that feels believable, yeah. but not like too um, like over the top or anything like that. That was another aspect of the film I meant to mention that I found really impressive. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. It's it's obvious without being obvious, you know? So yeah, I definitely agree. But yeah, The Disciple, like I mentioned before, long movie, it's 127 minutes long and it is in the Marathi language, so you will need subtitles if you do not speak that language. And I think that it's it's definitely worth it. I mean, I always like subtitles. I have no problem with them because yeah. I'm hard of hearing. But um, yeah, I definitely keep that in mind if you plan to check this out. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.